On today's episode of the Happy Clients Podcast, we are so excited to welcome Jeff Minenbach from No Limit Creatives. He is the founder and owner of NLC, and he, a number of years ago, was a freelancer and realized that our industry needed a service where you didn't have to vet, hire, train, manage graphic designers, and you could just go to his company and sign up for a monthly subscription. So he, over the last number of years, has built this amazing company. His team is all over the world. They do amazing graphic design and video work, and they have some really awesome customer service, which we definitely geek out in on the podcast today. So if you are an agency owner or an e-com business, you definitely want to listen to this episode to learn how Jeff not only structures his team, but creates a culture where their creative people can really get down and work with clients and create some really awesome work in a way that feels good for both sides, the agency and NLC. So this is a really awesome interview. We can't wait for you guys to listen in and let's get into it. Welcome to the Happy Clients Podcast, brought to you by Dot and Company. Whether you're a virtual assistant, an agency owner, or a client-facing account manager, we all deal with clients. Lucky for you, client management is what we do best. Now, let's dig in, chat cam life, and have some fun along the way. Cheers to happy clients. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. How Hi. are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I know we connected on Facebook a while ago, Jeff, and yes. I kind of told you a little bit about us and our podcast and stuff. Our clientele is agencies, and I think yours, one of your target markets is agencies as well. Yes. Um, so a lot of the agencies we work with, of course, use No Limits Creative. We kind of see the name being thrown around a lot with our team of client account managers, but also, you know, the agencies we work in. So it's really cool to connect. And we just wanted to learn more about what you've been up to, how you got started and how you serve agencies Mm -hmm. as a whole. Yeah, it's an interesting story. It's been an interesting journey and kind of starting as a freelance designer a long time ago using these freelance platforms to kind of land jobs with agencies. So I I saw that trend start to change six or seven years ago. And I saw a lot of people on Upwork and these freelance sites looking for ad creatives for Facebook. And that's kind of what pushed me in that direction was, man, there's a lot of requests coming in. I should try to bid on some of these jobs. And I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. It was kind of just like, I knew I could design them, but I didn't really understand any of the psychology or anything like that. It was just like, let's bid and see what happens. And that kind of just, that freelance setup was what started me to begin with. So it's crazy to go from that to where we're at now. And maybe Jeff, you could even go into your background and how you even got there. Like, were you kind of in the media buying space or you have this really awesome graphic designer background? I have no marketing experience <laughs> whatsoever. So I, I've just always been a huge uh, art nerd and I've, I've loved to draw my whole life. I took art every year of school. I took art lessons. But design in general is just something that I always loved. And I've always looked at things and, and learned from stuff uh, more visually than reading. And just the whole visual thing was really what always uh, appealed to me as far as learning and what's interesting. I think I was like 11 when I made my first little website, if you want to call it that. And it was a Microsoft front page. That was a, a program I used back in the day. And I made a little Star Wars website. It had 
music playing on it. It was just really, really corny, but I just really enjoyed building stuff on the computer and seeing that all come to life. So I really wasn't sure out of high school what I wanted to do. And I started kind of dabbling in design and getting this program called GIMP and Craigslist here. I don't know if Craigslist is big there, but in in the States it is. I think you guys have like Backpage or something was big there or I forget what it was. (laughs) We have Kijiji. Yeah. We're small, we're small scale, Jeff. I think the bigger cities are into Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Craigslist. I mean, that that was like where all the small businesses went to advertise locally. So I actually started pushing designs for these businesses for their listings. And I just would cold call or email them and be like, hey, I can help this listing look better. Let me just take a shot at it. I'll do it for like 20 bucks. And I was working for practically pennies at the time just to get my foot in the door with people. But seeing that I could make money from home on a computer, doing some design stuff, that was really exciting for me. And that's really what just carried me through all these years in design. I love that. And it's cool because you were in the shoes of now what your target market is. You were looking for talent going through the struggles and you were like, there has to be a better way. And I think like any good business starts that way. It's finding a way to do something different. And I think that's so cool how you've created this and it's just evolved into this huge platform. How many employees do you have now at NLC? We have close to 350 and um, we're kind of slowing down a little bit as, as the year ends, but we've, we went on a hiring rampage for the last 12 months and just really tried to keep up with with the demand and stuff and get ahead of the curve a little bit because it's it's a very busy business model when you're having these subscription-based designs it's really a lot of volume coming through so we've been blessed to, to be able to just keep rocking and rolling as, as long as we have and we're, we're hoping we'll be over 400 people on staff by next year you didn't start an agency to be busy 24 7. You started an agency for the freedom, but instead you're busy. You're wearing all of the hats from agency owner and Facebook ads expert to client account manager and hiring manager. You're doing your best, but your agency isn't where you want it to be, running itself while you sip a Mai Tai on a white sand beach. Whatever the problem, there's one thing you know for sure. You need a proven solution, one that integrates tested systems and empowers your team to run and scale the business on autopilot. Hi, I'm Emma, a client account manager at Dot & Co and your training manager inside the CAM school. Over at the CAM school, we get it. As former digital marketers, we gave up that agency hustle to zero in on what we do best keeping clients happy. As the world's first and only dedicated team of client account managers for digital marketing agencies, we can help keep your clients happy too with the exact systems, training, and templates we use every day to support seven-figure agency owners as their remote client account managers. Are you ready to make your dream agency a reality? Enroll your team in CAM School for instant access to the exact systems and training we use to train our own superstar client account managers. Jump over to thecamschool.com and use the code HAPPYCLIENTS to get a special bonus valued at over $1,000 just for listening to this podcast. I'll see you in the cam school. 
I wanted to talk more about the model a little bit because just as you were hopping on Jeff I was like fangirling a little bit because like all of the agencies work with No Limits Creative right so it's such a good process your model works so well and just being on the other side I'm always very impressed with how your team even delivers and even communicates and I love how you have so many touch points which is obviously like our world right communication maybe we can even speak to how you made this model or how you made the whole business or how it's all sort of a well-oiled machine. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, the, the idea I, I had run into design pickle years ago, I didn't really know what they were all about, but I saw that model and it made sense because I, as a freelancer, I was trying to kind of generate more consistent income levels. I mean, I was really, as a freelancer, you're like, one week you're really busy the next week or the next month you're not. And I was trying to have more consistent income, but also help these smaller budget customers that I was always working with get regular creatives because they couldn't really afford to hire in-house because it was, you know, 60, $80,000 a year. The need for constant creatives was there. So they needed to be testing Facebook and Instagram ads. And, you know, I said, all right, I'm going to try this model out. and, And that's kind of how it all came about and it was working really well. And I was getting a lot of uh, referrals from happy people. And it it really just blew up in that first year to the point where we had to shut down the packages a few times because I didn't really know what I was doing yet. I was just testing the model and we didn't have enough help. So that's kind of how it all came about. But over the years, I mean, the communication aspect is really difficult internally because we're a fully remote business. We don't have an office. Even our upper management team is everywhere. We've never really met a few people in our entire operation physically. So it's a weird setup, but communication is obviously key. And Slack is like Mm -hmm. the brains of our operation. Everything happens in Slack. We've kind of learned from our mistakes over the years and, and tweak some things to get rid of some issues. And I would say the communication has just been the the major success for us is just really knowing what's going on on all fronts at all times Mm -hmm. and and having really great teams. We call like micro teams. I mean, everything is in our business is broken down by teams. So we have um, different teams doing different things and they're small enough that they all can collaborate with each other every day. And there's not like, we don't know who is who and things like that, but yeah. And if you're the only person on this planet who doesn't know what No Limits Creative is, then (laughs) on the user, the user side of things. So when I'm working for an agency and we need these creatives, Jeff and 400 team members (laughs) have put together, like everything's in a sauna, which is awesome. And then you create a template and then they don't need to go through the whole thing. But then somebody, there's a touch point there where they're like, Katie, we've received this. This is great. You can even like pick. I work with Caroline a lot through one agency that I'm working with. So I'm even like all the time, like Caroline, like help me with this. It's just like last time. And it's just so helpful to even have that kind of go-to person. Even on a big team, you said like 350. I was shocked. Like I I basically have like my no limits people that I go to and I'm just like, (laughs) no, no. I need this. I need this. And the turnaround is so quick and the team is so friendly and they're always 
even quick to, to let you know, hey, we're working on it. And I know Taylor and I are always trying to encourage our cams to even do that, but it does just make me feel as the client just super supported and like, okay, they're working on it. And sometimes even reminds me like, oh yeah, they're forgot about that. That's great. <laughs> it's so cool to see that side of your model too, because it's so refined and maybe you're probably continuously working on it, but for me as the customer, as the client, it's so refined and it actually is so beneficial to have that experience even. So did it take you time to like get there? How did you kind of get to that sort of process? It, it was really just making constant mistakes in the first year or two and just learning from them because this is a unique business model. There's not really something in writing that says, hey, go do this for, for a subscription-based design service and this is going to work <laughs> best. And what I've, I've heard some competitors doing, we do it the opposite way. I mean, there's just really, everybody has their own style of methods, I guess, but I, I've really tried to be as connected with the customers as I can. And I've had a lot of great followers over the years that keep me in the loop if there's issues going on. And we try to just say, what do you guys hate about our service? What could be improved? You know, what could make your lives easier? And that's really our, our main focus is just always trying to, to have our ears open and listening to the feedback and, and fine tuning it. If we can do it globally across a large scale, we'll do it. Like we just launched the portal uh, a week ago. So we're, we're rolling out of Asana. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to poke around in the new portal yet, but it's going to be a game changer. There's just so many things that we have the ability to do. We have designer feedback ratings now. So you can say, Hey, I didn't like this designer. I love this designer. It's all cool. private. Nobody sees it, but our upper management team, there's a lot of things going on. The process is a lot quicker in the portal. You don't have to copy and paste briefs anymore. It's all right there. You just hit new request, and it's, it's super quick. We've really tried to listen to all the feedback we've had over the years and put that in this portal as well. Wow. That must've been a huge undertaking to move from Asana to your brand new portal. Yeah. It, what, it, what kind of went into that? Uh, it's been two years in the making and actually the, the first year we just blew through a ton of money and, and the developers that we hired just didn't get our vision. So we ended up spending so much time designing every single aspect of this ourselves that it just didn't make sense to even, you know, we were already a year past where we wanted to be in the portal. So we were so, we rolled out so many features and add-ons and it didn't make sense to even continue that anymore. So that first year was just a flop for us. Luckily, we bounced back, found a new team, and, and they've worked with us on getting it all rolled out in just a few months. But building a portal is, is a massive undertaking, and, and the transition of, of so many companies out of Asana into this portal has been huge. And uh, you'll always have people that, that don't want to learn something new, and they, they're you know, really upset with the change, but in the end, it's going to be such a huge benefit for everybody that works with us. And our main focus is just to make the process quicker and hopefully the turnarounds quicker, the communication quicker. We have dedicated account managers assigned every account in the portal now. So you're going to have a single point of contact every single day that you can just reach out to. You don't necessarily have to wait for designers anymore to respond to things like that, but yeah, I mean, the, the project was extremely stressful. And I think it's one of those things that just, 
it's going to be ongoing. You're always going to be making updates and improvements and it's never going to stop. It was a lot of stress, but I'm, I'm very relieved that we just got this first phase done and launched. Wow. Congratulations. That's, that's exciting. I can't wait to poke around and yeah. I, geek, I love to geek over this stuff. I think that's important too, to note that because I feel like Taylor and I are guilty of this sometimes, but like even acknowledging that it's not going to be what you maybe even thought or the first swing or the first kick of the can or whatever they say, right? Yeah. Like you actually had to go down before you went up, which is super important and probably you're better off for it, right? You're in a better place and the portal's better. And the one thing I could say that I've learned is, is that you really have to have a good idea of what you're hoping to get out of a build like that. And it's kind of the same as, as how we work with agencies. If, if the agencies don't know what they want, they're not briefing us clearly, things like that, then what they might get back is, is, is a missed mark. And, you know, even though we thought we outlined everything, there was a lot that as we started uh, getting into it, we were missing and it, it just was a disaster. If you're going to do a portal like us to make sure you just think of every aspect of it, because we really dropped the ball on just thinking of everything that should happen in there and making sure it's designed the right way. And yeah, it was, it was crazy. And to have the right team in charge too, right? There's yes. always people who maybe are better at some parts of portal building than us. Well, I know I definitely couldn't do it. So getting yeah. the right people in place would be key. Definitely. And I'm not a programmer or a developer, so it's yeah. I don't really speak that lingo. So I had to find somebody that could and take my uh, brain dumps and just kind of run with it because I didn't really know what I was talking about, but I knew what I needed in my head. It was challenging for sure. Wow. Can't wait to poke around. <laughs> totally. Yes, I'm like excited it. too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll um, be rolling out a lot of improvements over the next four or five months, but we just had to get it launched at this point. So, yeah. Very and cool. Jeff, for anybody who's listening to this, but like, who are your clients? Like who are coming to you and who are kind of needing no limits in your service? I think anybody that just wants to outsource design work, they don't have an in-house team they can't afford an in-house designer. I mean, the designers anymore are very expensive. I mean, in the States, they can go up to 80 to $100,000 US and that's a really big expense for a small business. So I think um, the majority of our client base is marketing agencies. It just happens to be where, where we've really found our sweet spot in this service in particular. But e-commerce companies are another mm -hmm. huge industry for us. And I think they're probably the top two that, that we work with that find a lot of value and use in our service. Very cool. And when it comes to actually the ads that you're producing or the creative that you're producing, what would you say is the majority of the actual creative? Is it ads or is it anything? I would say ads without a doubt. I mean, yeah. we make thousands of ads a week, graphics and videos. It's mm -hmm. absolutely without a doubt the majority of the requests that come in. So mm -hmm. It, which is, uh, can also be scary too, because with all the Apple changes going on and stuff, yeah, who, yeah. who knows what another year from now is going to look like, but I'm sure people will start to figure out new ways to, to make that work for them. Yeah. 
So I work with a lot of YouTube clients and we do a lot of video editing. So tell us about kind of the, the video aspect and how you guys went in that direction and what that change looked like, because going from static images and static design work to then video content, how did that transition go? I think the first year was really just graphic focused. And then we were one of the first businesses in this industry to roll out video. We did that in our second year. So we've, we've been uh, doing video for quite a while. That was a whole beast on its own because video is very different from just making a still single image. And it's much more difficult to find designers that understand marketing and then motion graphics and how to make videos flow. There's a lot of moving parts to that. And it's definitely more challenging to find designers to fill roles like that. So I, th I have a feeling that's why a lot of other companies hadn't been rolling that out. It's just very, mm -hmm. it's a very tedious process to find people to fill those roles. It's still just a beast in our service. I mean, it's a really big majority of the requests that we get now. So and We've, even with all the iOS updates, I'm sure it even went up even more, right? Just like yeah. so much video is out there now. Yeah. And, and people are split testing creatives more than ever right now to just mm -hmm. see what's working for them. On the video side, we've definitely seen some changes over the years. It was more like landscape orientation was really popular. And then it's now mm -hmm. it's square. I mean, we make square videos all day long. Yeah. And we're making them shorter and shorter and shorter. And then we just, the, the requests that come in, it's like, we need a 60 second video. Now it's 30 seconds. Now it's five. You know, it's, we just, we can yeah. see this stuff changing each year. And it's, it's wild to watch a transition like that. I want to dig into your hiring process. For us, hiring is a full-time job yes. and you know, finding good talent and then pushing them through your interview processes and assessments, et cetera. And by the time you actually hire someone, it's like you've spent so much money and time getting them there. So yeah. walk us through maybe just high level of how you guys go about hiring this many employees at scale. We have a full-time team. That's all they do now because we, we were trying to just do things randomly hitting up Facebook groups, stuff like that. But it's really, it is a full-time job by itself. We have a team that runs ads for recruiting. They hit different freelance sites, Facebook groups, but a lot of different sources. And then we actually have a, uh, application process where the designers, we have them submit test projects. We have a dummy project set up on our site. Mm. Some people like it. Some people think, why should I have to do a test? <laughs> I've been a designer for 15 years, but really the one thing I've learned is that portfolios just can't be trusted online anymore. Cause I used to have people ripping stuff right off my Upwork profile, putting it on their page. Like they did it. We're very skeptical about who is applying and is this portfolio legit? And you see some weird stuff online now, but that screening process or application process is really what weeds out the, the people that just aren't going to work for our service. So that's, that was a big deal for us to start. And then we have a team that runs through every single application. If they see a design they like, they look into it further and you kind of roll, roll from there. We weren't doing that at first, that the application process <laughs> or like just fill out this form. We'll check you out online. But over time, we've learned that that's the best for us to make sure we get the best designers we can. Yeah. And I think similar to us, when agencies hear about this hiring process and actually how much money and resources go into it, like for your team, the amount of work, even just managing your team members to hiring them, to training them, to overseeing everything, 
why wouldn't they just pay like $500 a month to have a designer from, from your team versus going through all this process to get someone and then they're paying five times the amount a month. Like it, yeah. it's just a no brainer. Yeah. That's how I feel too, but you yeah. know, <laughs> I, I I'm biased, but I'm like, you know, for all the time and energy that people spend trying to find this one designer, we could already do it for you. Yeah. And it's not that we're any better at, at the job than them, but we have, we're doing this 24 hours a day. There's always applications rolling in. We're always screening. That's all we do in this recruiting and hiring teams. It's definitely more cost-effective to go this route, but I understand too, some people prefer it all in-house. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just depends on where the business is at, but for most agencies, especially the ones that we work with, this is just the easiest route to go. And it's, and we all need easy. So I love it. I actually wanted to ask you, Jeff, it seems like you have a really awesome team in place and processes and strategies. What are you doing every day as business owner and CEO of No Limits Creative? That's a good question. I am still heavily involved in like every aspect of the business, which I'm trying to train myself to stop doing that because I I don't micromanage, but I just like to know everything that's happening at all times. So I'm still in very, uh, very involved in helping with hiring, financial stuff, payroll. I mean, I still do all that myself. I, I'm trying to kind of transition into more working on the business, not in the business. We're finally getting some of the upper management team built up that I was hoping for. It's going to allow me to really focus on where we go from here. What are we going to do five years from now or 10 years from now? And that's really a big focus of mine. I've been working on the portal stuff a lot. That was a big project for me over the last year or so. Now that's kind of rolled out and and moving forward, I can kind of relax a little bit and and focus on what's (laughs) next. I know just they're the owners that go on vacation all the time. They're not ever around and involved. I'm very much the opposite. I really try to create that family atmosphere, even though we're all over the world. It's really important to me that people are happy working for us and with us. It's just a fun environment to be a part of. So it's really a, an important deal for me to, to still stay involved as much as I can. I think that there's almost even, there is that agency owner that wants to be on a beach somewhere and never talk to anybody ever. And then there's definitely a lot of people like yourself, not like you can't let it go. It's just like, you want to be in it. Like you want to still have a pulse, which is actually pretty cool and something some other people do as well here on our team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've really, I've focused on just like, what else can we roll out to improve our, our, our business or add more value? And that's really, we're never going to be uh, a company that offers anything and everything creatively, but we've really focused on building partnerships over the last couple of years to mm-hmm. help fill some gaps and voids where we can't personally help out like production is a big deal i mean these product photos product videos the demand for that is huge now we're working with a couple of companies to start rolling that out as well but that's that's been a big focus is just like what's next for nlc what can we do this the end of the year or next year to to make this an even better uh process and service so very good katie any other questions for jeff no, I feel like I'm talking to a superstar, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, listen, I love it. I yeah, went from I'm... high school to hustle. I mean, it just like, I, I was, I felt so behind when everybody went to college and then I just kind of jumped into the work world and 
I, I have no regrets. I'm very, very happy with how everything worked out, but I have a lot to learn. I'm no business expert. I've just jumped in the trenches and, you know, gotten the feedback, constructive criticism, the issues and tried to make it better. So yeah, that's all there is to it. <laughs> that's like the true entrepreneurial spirit that we always yeah. talk about. <laughs> it is. And it's mm-hmm. creating something from nothing like that. Yeah is the best feeling in the world. It's it's not taking over a business that already existed. You came up with an idea and you executed it to a point where now you have a bajillion employees and you're growing yeah. this thing. Bajillion. <laughs> a bajillion yeah. employees. Every agency we go to, like everybody's using No Limits Creative. Like everybody is. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we're blessed for sure. It's because you guys put out good work and it's easy for us and easy for agency owners and- I know I'm not the only client account manager from Dot and Company who has, you know, they must be, I always think they must be sick of seeing Katie Fairweather because we kind of like white label, right? So it'd be like Katie yeah. Fairweather with digital marketing engine, Katie Fairweather with MBM. Katie feels like, do they think it's me the whole time? But now that <laughs> I know are- there's 350, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, so we're, we're going to be focusing on white label like full white label at some point here. And that was a big deal. That was a goal for me last year, but it, it, with all the disasters and the first development of this, we just couldn't focus on it. So we really want agencies to be able to sign up and have their customers in the portal with their logo. There's nothing about NLC. And that's, that's a really big goal for us. Mm -hmm. Hopefully next year we'll be really focusing on that because we have a lot of agencies, some bigger ones that don't want their customers knowing anything about us. And they're like, well, you know, you can't post our work. You can't tell anybody that we mm-hmm. work with you and we want them to think it's us. It, it's a big deal, but that is a focus for us in 2022. Yeah. And that's like what our, like our digital marketing agencies, they only want that. Like they want to kind of, you know, fake it to look bigger. Mm-hmm. They do. I was going to say I, that I when you're saying it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, same it target sense. market here. Like they just want to yeah. look like they have the big team and yeah. they don't want their clients to see, but they don't really want to train them. They don't really want to invest like too yeah. much in them. And yeah. So it's that funny you say that because it's so true. It's yeah, going to so be a true. challenge by itself just because then we have these, the agency's reputations kind of relying on us. If exactly. They, if them look bad, then they look bad. And it's going to be an interesting. We'll have another uh, podcast because we do that sometimes too. So yeah, be yeah. yeah. get we'll some good contracts in place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All about the training too. We have like, you'll have, we have like the dot method. You'll have like the NLC method. Or- <laughs> that training is always just changing. I mean, there's just, we're always learning. There's never enough information that we can absorb. It's crazy. So if um, any agency owners or businesses listening, you can go over and sign up for NLC. We highly recommend it. We stand behind everything NLC does. So highly recommend everyone go over and sign up. Awesome. I appreciate it. We finally got, we acquired NLC.com as well. So it's easy to uh, remember now that was a big deal. What was it before? It was nolimitcreatives.com. And now we Mm. finally got to NLC.com. Oh, cool. Yeah. Back and forth negotiating to try to buy it. And yeah, we finally got it. So we're really excited to to put it out there. Cheers to happy clients.